At La Hart Skoda Kilkenny, we have 0% PCP finance on a range of models of new Skodas for 212. Yes, that's 0% for a limited time only. With service plans from 1299 per month, now is the time to order your new 212 Skoda at La Hart's. Visit laharts.ie or call 056 704 700 to find out more about our great offers. Finance provided by Skoda Financial Services Ireland and subject to lending criteria. Terms and conditions apply. With a look back over the weekend sport action, this is Full Time on KCLR with Eddie Scally. You're very welcome to this week's edition of Full Time with myself, Eddie Scally. And what a weekend of sport we've just had. I suppose the, the, the obvious place to look first will be Emma Raducanu winning the US Open at 18 years of age. It was seriously impressive. I really enjoyed the game on, on Saturday. Lots of rallies and well done to Emma. And of course, more locally, we had a full round of Hurling Championship games in Kilkenny. We had the county semi-finals in Carlow. Our own Shane Foley and Greg Namana was up at Champions Weekend in the Curran Leperstown. And Shane had four winners over the weekend. He'll be joining me a little bit later on. And of course, Mikey Sheehy can't be forgotten either. Mikey had a winner as well. So from 16 races this weekend over Champions Weekend on the flat in Irish horse racing, five winners were from Greg Namana jockeys, which is some achievement. But first up, of course, was yesterday was the triple header of the All-Ireland Finals in the Camogie, the Premier Junior, the Intermediate, and of course, the Senior Final. And up there yesterday for KCLR was Martin Quilty and our good friend Anya Fahey, who were watching and calling the Kilkenny Antrim game. Anya, you're very welcome to uh, full time with myself again today. Thanks very much for having me. Yeah, it was a, a great weekend in sport. Um, a huge day yesterday for the Camogie Association with three All-Ireland finals on. You know, I f- suppose first off starting Armand, Wexford and what a thriller. We were lucky to kind of get in and see the latter stages of the first half and the second half of the game and you know, it literally went down to the wire. There was a goal in it and up till the, the whistle was blown anybody could have had it because Armand were piling on serious, serious pressure on Wexford. But I must say Aideen Brennan at centre back was absolutely phenomenal you know she got a super point there you know when Wexford really really needed it to kind of just push themselves over and keep everything taken over it even when she won a free they were just jumping around the place and they were face pumping and you know it meant so much to them and you know what a great game for them yesterday Yeah it was brilliant and of course Aideen a proud Owlert girl and uh, mm. she'd be well used to her, her feet being out in Crow Park surface but I don't know if you knew but it was her brother Alan Butty Brennan that's actually oh, okay. managing the team so when I seen her strike the point over, it was about 50 yards. It was a great score. Yeah, it was. I was thinking she's getting her brother out of jail here. So it was, <laughs> yeah. But it was the game that we were obviously most interested in yesterday yeah. was the clash in the intermediate between uh, Kilkenny and Antrim. And un- un- unfortunately for, for our girls, I, I have to say, sometimes you could say, oh, you know, we were first unlucky in the whole lot, but they just came on a really good Antrim team. Yeah, you know what? Uh, on the day, Antrim are definitely the more superior team. I just think from the get-go, they were just so much more physically stronger. Now, in saying that, within the first 10-12 minutes of the game, there was eight phenomenal scores racked up for both teams. And Kilkenny came out of the blocks so fast that they actually got they got like two, three unanswered points. Sarah Welch and Eva Hines tipping them over there. And they were working really, really hard. I think the killer, though, you know, that mixed, missed goal opportunity, that would have set Kilkenny up by maybe six, seven points. And you'd have been kind of looking at them that they'd have been coasting at that stage. But whatever it was after that missed goal chance, I think Antrim just kicked into form and they just went hell for leather. And they were just, they couldn't be lived with their forwards. Maeve Kelly was phenomenal. And you know what? Her going up and playing in the senior ranks next year, she's going to fit in nicely and she's going to be a handful for any of the top senior defenders in the country next year. 
Yeah, like it's 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 interesting you say it because it was the, it was the first thing I was listening to yourself and Martin because I was driving back from we had a match ourselves yesterday, mm. so I was driving back from the match and you, you know I was nervous for for some of the girls like my own daughter would be great friends with a lot of the girls in Thomastown Ava Hines and mm. a few of these and you'd be kind of hoping everything will go right but yeah. like in the first six minutes the half forward line all three of them had got a score on the board which is you yeah. know you, it's it's the start and you actually alluded to it very quickly you said that it's the young players getting that early score mm. the nerves blowing off and I thought you know this is this is going to be Kilkenny's day but was it is it more the experience that the Antrim players have that you know this is a first team for Antrim mm-hmm. they've been there thereabouts like I think they were beaten in last year's final as yeah. well like does that experience really stand to these players? I certainly think it does, especially on a day when you're in Crow Park. Like, you know, we have to remember that there's only about seven of those guys that have actually played in Crow Park before and they were on the panel in 2016. And for a lot of them, you know, they're really kind of only after coming out of the minor grade from last year. So this could be their first really big All-Ireland Finals play at, at adult level. I think the occasion did get to them, but it was great to see Eva Hines and Kira O'Keefe popping up with two early scores to settle them. Um, you know, Antrim definitely, you know, they had just, they had all the experience for being in All-Ireland Final last year. We'd spoke about it last week. They were in the All-Ireland last year. They were in a league final this year. And they were technically going for their third All-Ireland Final and, you know, had been beaten in the two previous ones. So, you know, there, there was a lot of hurt there. And I suppose they had kind of built up this resilience in them that they needed to get themselves over the line. And I think it definitely stood to them yesterday. They were a lot bigger, they were more physical of a team than Kilkenny were. Like Kilkenny, they're quite young, they're quite small as well. Um, so I definitely think losing the All-Ireland last year stood to Antrim big time and they weren't going to let it happen again. The, the score of the game, for me, was Kilkenny's goal, the the, the second goal I think it was. Yeah, Sarah like, Crowley. Like, it was, like I think, from looking at it on the TV, it's, it's, it's and she's wing back. Yeah. Um, but what a finish. And it kind of you know, you kind of felt the game was gone, but yeah. like to do it that late in the game, like there's lots of green shoots there for for the Kilkenny Intermediate mm. team. Like, you know, I wouldn't be dwelling on this defeat for very long. No. I think these girls they'll have a lot to say in next year's Intermediate Championship oh without a doubt 100% and I was even speaking to John yesterday and we were just talking afterwards and he was saying you know what they're after learning so much from that match today and then the fact that you have the minors that are after winning the All-Ireland there's a lot of them that are now available to play Intermediate next year so it's only going to make them it's only going to make the panel stronger I can't imagine they're going to to lose a lot of players like you're looking at the likes of Leanne Fennelly and Sarah Crowley probably being your two older girls on the panel and even at that, they're not they're not too old to be giving it up or retiring anytime soon. And I know the two of them, like from speaking to them, that they, they are coming back. I think I think losing yesterday has made them a little bit hungrier, and now they want to go on and they want to push themselves on more. But yeah, Sarah Crowley, like it was, I suppose it was a change that they made quite late on in the game, and I kind of felt when they were moving her up, like you know they're really sending the big guns up here now to the full forward line because they know that there is a goal in Sarah when she comes in. Like she plays centre back for her club. And absolutely phenomenal in last year's junior county final. She was just she was the only player that Moonkine had and she was just unbelievable. So we drafted her in. She's only after coming home from Australia. So we brought her into the intermediate setup last year and I suppose we were kind of looking for a full forward. And when you have a girl of that experience who is just so good at reading the ball and when she gets that ball into her hand she will just turn and bury it. You knew that you wanted it there. But I suppose the lads this year kind of felt that they needed more experience back in their backs. 
but then they turned around 10 minutes ago popped her up first ball in bang back at the net like it was it was super Trace Donnelly worked it really well as well to just get the hand pass over to her but a brilliant score from Sarah Crowley and she had probably one of the finest games I've ever seen her in a long long time she's definitely the, the best player that Kilkenny had yesterday yeah and it is like it's 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 easy for me to say because mm-hmm. I'm not involved in that setup, and you'd be upset, you know, like saying about not dwelling on it. But like we're not just saying this. This mm-hmm. this intermediate group, they're a great bunch of players, yeah. and as you rightly say, the minor girls stepping up now next year. You know, you'd be hoping that maybe four or five or six of them might even break into that panel. Like Kenny won't that that intermediate team. They'll have a massive say in next year's championship. You know, they'll be they'll be favourites before we start anyway. They certainly will. Like I suppose when you have to look at it. It's it's taken a long time to build this team. It's taken the bones of four or five years to get them to kind of where they are. This year, they really broke through. They got out of the group stages, which is something that we've been trying our, our hardest to do the last couple of years. And I think now that that's given them a little bit more belief in themselves as players as well. And, you know, with the minors come through, they are going to be stronger. They should be definitely hotly tipped to, to win in All-Ireland next year. That's depending on if any of them end up going senior and will they be part of the senior plans because if they are unfortunately then and play championship they won't be eligible to play intermediate but then that's where we're going to have the new minors coming in and you know offering that bit of fresh blood coming into the panel and a lot more speed and skill and they're, they're very very young extremely young like we were like I think the average age some of them are between the ages of 19 to 22 23 and then you have a few of the, the more experienced girls we'll call them maybe 29 plus but you only have a handful of them maybe five or six so it just goes to show you how young this team really is and switching off of the intermediates the senior game they served up a, an absolutely brilliant game as well in fairness to both uh, Cork and Galway I always have a soft spot for Galway for mm. whatever reason I suppose it's because of my lack of a soft spot for Cork yeah. so I was only ever going to be cheering for one team in that game but I, I, I don't want to talk to you about the game I, t- I tell you like it was a cracking game mm. but, but off air the first thing I said to you when, when we met today was the, the actual three performances in, in Crow Park yesterday, the three matches, the Premier Junior, mm-hmm. the Intermediate game and the Senior game, were three of the best Camogie matches ever played in a triple header format. Yeah. And they were played to a very, very disappointing crowd. Like, we can blame COVID, we can blame whatever we want, but there's a bit of a problem with support for Camogie. There is. There's a massive problem. And even yesterday to see it, you know, when we're looking down from on, on the seventh floor, like where we were sitting all the signs around were actually covered over and they were just blank and there was maybe four or five signs that just had the Camogie Association crest on it and that was really really sad to see like you had no like Centra or Guinness or you know Electric Ireland or any of these signs around like you know sponsoring or sponsoring Camogie in general and it was just it it just felt like it was really really unprofessional and that it was kind of like a mediocre kind of a setup that they were going into the game of Camogie has come on leaps and bounds like they've changed the rules to make it a lot more physical you know to quicken up the game and the like you know girls have adapted to it all and you know the skill level in Camogie has just come through the roof over the last couple of years but unfortunately we're falling to very, like they haven't released the numbers for yesterday's match as we were just speaking about it beforehand and up to now nobody knows how many is there but from looking down on it there was very very few there was a very poor following from 
every county Kilkenny because obviously we can only we can only comment on that there was a poor following from Kilkenny at that match but in general there was a very poor following at those three Camogie matches yesterday for the value that you were getting for the experience to go to Crow Park for a day where you're not going to have 80,000 people thronged into it it's a great day to bring kids up there to just let them enjoy the whole experience of going to Crow Park on you know All-Ireland final day be it a Camogie All-Ireland or a ladies football All-Ireland or hurling or whatever the case may be but it was just so poor. It was disappointing. The Camogie Association have a lot to answer for here, in my opinion. I just don't think they're doing enough. They're they're too busy, you know, being too controversial controversial on some of their decisions that they're making. And they're not promoting the game. Even though they're saying they're trying to promote the game, they're not. Something needs to be do, done and overall has to be done there. Camogie needs a completely new uh, makeover because at the moment we're going downhill and every other code is rising above us and we're, we're just going to be flattened out. And if we're not careful in a couple of years' time, Camogie is going to be gone. Well, Anya, they're very, very tough words. I do actually completely agree with your mm. sentiment on on that issue. I think, I hope that anyone that tuned in yesterday to RT to watch them games can see it. It's it's something I believe in myself. Twenty twenty was the year. If you can't see or you can't mm. beer, yeah. you know we're getting the coverage on TV, and it's now high time that the clubs, the counties, the county boards, and the association they all need to pull together and start filling Crow Park for these big games because it's no more than the players deserve. Absolutely, and even the All Ireland semi finals as well for the seniors to get them into Crow Park this year was a huge, huge honour. Like you know, they never they never get to play it. They always have to play in Nolan Park or Parky Cueve or whatever the case may be. So to be able to actually have the games in Crow Park, it was phenomenal. But again, we're not we're not filling bums, putting bums on seats. Like you know, we need to be doing this. Like and, you know, it's something really disheartening. And you know, I've been reading a couple of articles from a couple of you know former Camogie players and you know people that would have been involved in the Camogie Association. And you know, t- they're preaching to people like you know, you need to get out there. You need to be you know getting to getting to games. Some of these people aren't going to the games themselves. And that's the killing thing about it is like, you know, stop preaching unless you're going to do it yourself. We need we need to be doing this. We need to be getting to the games. We need to be promoting women's sports. Like, you know, you're going to have people going around saying that, you know, oh, you know, power to the women and, you know, everyone get out and support the women. But when we're not going to do it ourselves, we can't we can't expect to be getting the same as every other code when we're not when we're not we're not following our own actions. Like we're not doing what we say. It's very hard. It's very, very hard. It's very frustrating to watch it. Well, I can see it in your face, Anya, because normally it's on the phone. I know how passionate you are yeah. about it and I know how frustrating you must find that. Anya, yourself and Martine were an absolute joy to listen to all during the season and thanks to Casey Law as well for allowing ye the opportunity yeah. to bring them games to us when we couldn't see them. It was it, it was wonderful. I'm going to let you run off because I know you're going recording uh, Come On Coint, yeah. which is the new podcast that Anya and Martin are doing and I'm sure you'll be plugging the life out of a lot of the clubs over mm-hmm. the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we certainly will. It'll be great and it'll be, um, it'll be really good for people to be able to listen to what's going on in the club scene at all levels from senior, intermediate and junior. Um, you know, And very important to kind of you know start telling people that when the club matches are on, you know, there's a huge tradition of Kilkenny Camogie. The county teams are getting to All-Ireland finals because of the clubs like you know the clubs are producing you know great players and you know it'll be it'll be nice to for the club player to get their chance to showcase their skill and you know for their names to be thrown out there I, I'm a huge fan of you know even when I'm doing interviews with players I always try to go to maybe the unknown player as opposed to your typicals your Denise Galls or your Miriam Walsh's or your Grace Walsh's I like to go to the player that's only new and fresh in because you know this is an experience for themselves as well I like, can you know 
they deserve to be there they're doing all the training just like the big names and it's nice to get their name out there this year for Camogie we were trying to get as many people to know as many Camogie players as possible well let's share it out let's let's not just go to the same one or two players we're going to share it out and that's what we want to do with the club scene and really looking forward to some of the younger players pushing through on the club scene now as well because there's some fantastic Camogie players in Kilkenny at the moment Oh yeah, you're an absolute star I really look forward to listening to it and I would urge all the listeners of Full Time to make sure and download that wherever you do download your podcast we're going to take a quick ad break there and we'll be back with Shane Dusty Full Time on KCLR with thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny LaHartsSkoda.ie and you're very welcome back to Full Time on KCLR. Well, yesterday was the county semi-final stages in the Senior Hurling Championship in Carlow and we were thrown into two really good battles. St Mullins taking on Bagnestown Gales and Mount Leinster Rangers taking on Nave Owen. And I'm delighted to be joined on the line this evening by our kind of weekly contributor from Carlow GEA and all the hurling action there, Terence Kelly. Terence, thanks a million for taking the call again this evening. That's great, Eddie. No problem. Thank you. Terence, um, I was lucky enough to be able to listen to the first game yesterday, the St Mullins Bagnestown Gales game. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was it was a humdinger. Yeah, it was like you know because you know Bagnestown were after winning. Well, they were very impressive in the first three games. Like having beaten St Mullins by six points, and they won by six points, and Ballinkillen by ten points. And to come into the game yesterday after being kind of hammered by Mount Leinster Rangers, like you know, the week before. And you know it was kind of hard to build ourselves up, but they were brilliant. Like they were really, really played well, and like they let us have time seven points to five. But uh, you know the experience of, of Marty Kevin and Marty got one nine, and you know and um, or um, James Dial. Like the two of them combined so many times in the second half, and they're like they're a serious combination. So they are like you know, but you know give credit, give credit like to uh, the Bangston Gales. Like they played so well, maybe for forty five, fifty minutes. And Bangston, they were. Like they were a surprise package this year. Like I mean, I know they'll be disappointed now, having been beaten in the semi-finals. But like this has been a remarkable year for Bagnellstown Gales. Well, it has. Like you know, I said they won their first three games, and there was no, you know, there was no fluke about any of their victories. But you know, another big thing too from this year, they won the under twenty competition. You know, last week, and you know, like they won it, they won it by a couple of points. Like uh, to beat Mount against the Rangers, and they qualified, qualified for the junior hurling final which is a curtain raiser to the senior hurling final next Sunday, yesterday morning. So, you know, it's, it's onwards and upwards, like for the Bangstown lads, as I said, they will be disappointed, will be disappointed after yesterday's games. Things didn't really go for them, like, you know, Craig Dye got so early on in the game and one was scrambled off the goal line. And, uh, you know, and, and just before half-time, Paul Dyle at full-back for St. Mullins and Carl Connolly, like the, and then Gary Bennett, like that, had to clear three bars that were kind of destined for the net, and you know, last ditch, you know, defending, uh, kind of filed uh, Jamie Clark off a goal or Andrew Kane, and you know, like um, no, but like Bankstown played very well. But listen, same months are same months. They haven't won all that many titles, you know. For well, by being a bad team, like you know, the like the, the stand bears and senior hurling call or like, and they're a serious club. But uh, like it was a big performance, you know. Like Bankstone have been beaten in so many games down through the years. Like this was a, a good year for you know, a good year for the Bankstone lads. Yeah, I know, and I think a, a Bagnellstown Gales competing at this level is brilliant for Carlo Hurling as well. You know, and I kind of look forward to seeing what will happen when these under twenties start kind of bedding into that senior team. Yeah. Um, they'll have a lot to say over the next five or six years in Carlo. Especially the way, like you know, I spoke with some people there yesterday. Like they played in the last time they won the cup in '67, and like that's a long time ago, 54 years ago. But 
he listened they were hoping for the breakthrough but speaking with a few after the match they said you know it's onwards and uppers like they have you know, they've, well they've had a good year there's good you know there's good good few young lads coming through the club and to win the under and, you know, to win the under 20 is a huge it's a huge competition like you know like it's the men of the future Exactly um, switching away from that game we're going to look to the Mount Leinster Rangers Nave own game like Mount yeah. Leinster Rangers they were going in this off the back of giving Bagnestown Games a, a proper trimming. Um, yeah. I, I feared a little bit for Nave Owen going into this game yesterday, if I'm being honest. Um, but yeah. they, they stuck with it. Yeah, but you know, well, when you look at Nave Owen's pedigree, they scored 313 against St. Mullins uh, two matches ago. And uh, it was 313 to 219. Like, you know, they were beaten by three points. And then they came along and they beat, beat Ballin in the last game of the, you know, the last round of, of, of the Hurling League. And, uh, you know, they were like they were competing quite well and they're a big physical strong team and you know I kind of thought Rangers were in for a battle they were missing Teddy Joyce yesterday and like, there's a few players like they're not right you know they're just recovering from injuries like and uh, you know I kind of thought they would have a big battle but you know how wrong I was because when you look at Dave Owen like they only scored like 7 points over the hour and um, 3 of those on play and um, you know a sub came in and he scored 4 points after coming in so it's one of those things that just didn't happen for him on the day like Phone, we all know all about them. They've been, you know, they've been the hurling kings for many, many years. Like, you know, back in the 80s and early 90s, like they were a phenomenal team. Like, but just didn't happen for them yesterday. They're not as poor as they looked yesterday. But, but you know, you have to give Rangers credit too. Like, they have played their seven games and they've, or I don't know, they've played their five games. And, like, they beat them all comprehensively. And uh, so all you can do is, like, you know, it beats what's in front of you. And, you know, they're. They're becoming a reasonably strong team again now. They're not. They don't have the maybe the bit of a pep in their step as they had maybe three or four years ago. But they're still like a team to be beaten. And have we any update on Ted Joyce? He's missed most of this. Is this year yeah, gone? No, I was believe it or not. I was talking to Ted there this evening. He called in here to me this evening. Like, and it, no, it's not looking good for the chap. It's not looking good. I said he's, he's a bad hand injury, and uh, no, like it's not looking good. But listen. Um, you know, you never know, but like, you know, it doesn't look good for him. But at least for lucky, we have a few young lads, you know, young, young Kieran Kavanagh came in yesterday, he's only a youngster, and uh, he was on the under 20 pan. He's still kind of carrying a leg injury, like, but impressed, impressed when he came in there. We had a new find there this year, also a feature of Fitzpatrick in the middle of the field. Another young lad on the under 20 team. You know, he has bedded in well. But I was a bit surprised, at, at, at going back to St. Morris, I was a bit surprised that St. Morris now taken off Conor Kehoe yesterday. He has scored two points here, and maybe he got a bit of a knock, I don't exactly know. But you know, there's a few good youngsters coming through the hurling core in Carlow at the present time. And next weekend, we've got Mount Leinster Rangers and St Mullins. Um, everything yeah. will be pointing towards Mount Leinster Rangers, as you've already said, on beating, running the championship. You know, they've yeah. put everyone aside quite convincingly. Um, yeah. I don't know why I fancy St Mullins. Am I mad? Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you now. I'll tell you why I fancy St Mullins. So, like, Rangers beat him last time, 221 to 20 points, which is a 7 points defeat, right? Now, you have to look into one thing. Marty Kavanagh wasn't playing for St. Mullins. Okay? So, like, Marty scored, as I said, 1-9 yesterday. Like, Marty is a serious, serious hurler. Like, I know Rangers have a serious, serious hurler, like in Chris Nolan. He got three wonder points yesterday. So he did, like, you know. Then the small people from normal, you know, from the freeze, he think he scored eight frees. And, uh, you know, uh, free takers a huge, you know, it's a huge thing, on, you know, on a team now. But, you know, there are two to me like the, the two best haulers in the county you know the two best forwards and James Doyle his contribution yesterday he does an awful lot of donkey work he's a strong man he'll run it all the time and the combination with himself and Marty is going to make it it's going to make it difficult the 
last time now Rangers played them, like James Dyle played, he was like in the number six position. It's up in the forwards now, along with Marty. And, uh, you know, it's it kind of, it's a kind of, uh, <laughs> it's not too simple to keep an eye on both of them. And, uh, you know, it's just the young lad yesterday, now Paddy Bowden for the same ones. He came on um, late in the game and he got a goal and two points. Now Paddy's after scoring three goals in this year's championship. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's a bit of an opportunist. So, I'm not trying to stand on the ditch, but all jokes aside, as I was speaking to a fella today, maybe it'll be a draw and we'll, we'll talk next Monday night about the replay. <laughs> Terence, that is most certainly standing on the biggest ditch in Carroll. But <laughs> again, thanks a million for taking the call this evening. I not really look call. forward to listening to the, the commentary next week and I'd urge anyone in the Carroll area get down to Netwatch Cullen Park. This this is looking like it's going to be a cracker. Terence is calling it a draw. I think he's being coy. Terence, I'll I chat am. to you next Monday night. <laughs> Thanks, thanks, thanks a lot. All right, all right thank you, thank you. Bye-bye. That is, of course, uh, Terence Kelly bringing you up to date, and of course, next weekend's uh, senior hurling final between Mount Leinster Rangers and St Mullins will be brought to you live here on KCLR. Uh, so that is looking like it will be an absolute humdinger of a game, and I would urge anyone that's in Carlow in that area and even neutrals get down to Netwatch Cullen Park. We need to get out and start enjoying sports again, and what a, what a cracker of a game to have Mount Leinster Rangers and St Mullins next weekend. So very best of luck to both sides there. On that note, I'm going to take another quick ad break right there full time on KCL or with thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny lahartsskoda.ie and you're very welcome back to Full Time on KCLR. Before I switch to Kilkenny Hurling talk, I just want to bring you up to date with the Champions Weekend. I had hoped to speak to Shane Foley on the phone tonight uh, from Greg Lamanna, but unfortunately due to some gremlins in the system, we just can't seem to get him on the phone at the moment, but we might get him in again next week. But just to bring you up to what he actually achieved at the weekend. First of all, I don't want to forget Mikey Sheehy either. Champions Weekend, it's ran over two days, eight races in Leperstown on the Saturday, eight races in the Curra on the Sunday, the last classic of the season in the St. Ledger, but it's billed as one of Europe's top flat racing festivals, probably one of the world's top racing festivals, and it's definitely Ireland's top flat racing festival. 16 races ran over the two days, and five of the 16 races were won by our Greg Namana jockeys, Mikey Sheehy and Shane Foley. Shane accounts and for no fewer than four of them wins just to give you a little bit of what he did on the day he had a winner on no speak Alexander in the Matron Stakes he won the Boomerang Mile with Real Appeal he won the Pentago with Ever Present and yesterday he won the Moiglare on Discoveries anyone that gets the opportunity to look back on any of them races if you watch Shane's ride on Discoveries in the Moiglare in the Curra, he just coolness personified he was caught in a little bit of a pocket behind two horses he sat and suffered for about a half a furlong these things happen at rapid pace in flat racing he waited for the gap to come and by God does he know where the finishing line when he sees the gap he knows how to get it and he was just an absolute phenomenal and for a Kilkenny jockey to be doing it at that level to win four races over a Champions Weekend it's absolutely phenomenal and I think everybody in Kilkenny and I know everybody in Greg Namana should be super proud of Shane Foley and his achievements over the weekend and as I said hopefully I will get the opportunity to catch up with Shane over the next couple of weeks he'll be riding in Gorn no doubt at the weekend but back to all things on our own doorstep here in Kilkenny and Kilkenny Hurling before I bring Robbie in I was 
warned today when I spoke to some of the lads from the county board to remind everybody that this is the last week for the Piltown draw. There is five draws, of course, for the Piltown draw. Over €115,000 in prizes up for grabs between cars and cash and everything else. But that is Kilkenny GEA, the clubs, the county board. It's everyone's biggest fundraiser. So make sure and knock down your club door. Buy your tickets. You can get them online and everywhere else. It's the Piltown draw. And remember, if anybody asks, Eddie Scally told you on full time so that the county board won't be given out to me. Robbie, I've done my piece de resistance today for the county board. <laughs> now it's time to switch everything towards club hurling. Rob, we were treated to a feast of hurling this weekend. Yeah, we certainly were. A lot of games across the senior hurling league, intermediate and junior, of course, Eddie. It all kicked off on Saturday live on Casey Law in the in Kansas County in the senior hurling league group A. Great Valley Town and Aaron Jones coming off the back of the piece in the opening round. Really good game at UPMC Northern Park. Actually finished 2.15 apiece. Could have went either way, but I think both teams would have been happy to take the draw considering they had lost the previous round. Then probably the big shock of the weekend came in the game between Mundavat and O'Loughlin Gale. O'Loughlin was coming off the win uh, in their opening round game against that Valley Cannon, actually. And Mundavat coming off a real hockey and, you know, for all intents and purposes against Clare in their opening round, 126 to 115 defeat. It only looked like one side was going to win prior to the game. The were heavy favourites, but Munda that pulled it out of the bag. 119-2000 win. That really sets them up now for the rest of the group. Big, big victory for them. Very disappointing for Mullochland. It's the new three points against what would have been considered a relegation candidate in Munda Vat. Um, and then the other game, the group seemed to start the table. Hoppers, Dixborough and Clara go head-to-head. 21 points to 215, that one. Another draw there along with the Barry Cannon core game. So... Really, really tight and interesting group now. Only two points separate the team at the bottom, uh, Aaron Zone, and the team at the top, Clara. And it, it could go either way. Big, big fixtures coming up. O'Loughlin taking on the Borough next week, playing on Casey Lord on Sunday at half two. Uh, Clara taking on Barry Town and Aaron Zone going up against Mundervast. In uh, Group B, the result of the weekend next week was the one that everyone had their eyes on was Barry Hale and James Stevens. The Village came out on top, 24 points to 118. Big, big win for them, for Barry Hale. That's two defeats on the balance after their opening round defeat to Benish Bridge. So a bit of work to be done there, but you would presume that they'll keep come championship time. Uh, Liz Downey, disappointing defeat for them against Benish Bridge, who, were, who flexed their muscles in scoring capacity again. 221 for the Bridge, 315 for Liz Downey. Disappointing three-point defeat for the 2020 Intermediate Champions. But I think... They've looked good in the opening two games. They've had well against Tullerone and was commentating on that one. Probably should have come away with the two points, but we're happy enough with the draw. And Benish Bridge would be one of the main contenders you would have, you would have thought to actually go and win the county championship. So, good showing for Liz Downey, but an um, excellent victory for Benish Bridge. And the final game in that group saw Tullerone defeat Rowan Speed 215-18 points. Again, another very tight group. On the hand, Rowan Speed are sitting on the bottom with no points because they've lost their first two games. Liz Downey then with one. James James and Benish Bridge um, one and two with four points and Tullerone are on three points at the moment. Uh, in the Michael Link voters, Hyundai Intermediate Hurley Group A, really good win for St. Martins. They opened their league campaign with a two nineteen to two seventeen to see and Connery and the best of seniors at the weekend, one eighteen to fifteen points in fresh with a really good win there. Henry Sheffin Thomas Town, two inch from two as well, alongside St. Martins at the top of the table. One nineteen to one fifteen winners against Young Ireland. And the final game that group saw Connolly defeat St. Rockins 319 to 316. Um, in Group B, all the Mighty Lean Motors, I don't know, intermediate hurdle league. Donna Magan 114, Clash Shop 215, Clash Ball absolutely trounced, page 4, 330 to 110. 
two big wins for them. That's 200, 200 bounce now for Glenmore. And Austin's got their campaign up and running with a 219 to 115 defeat of John Locks. And we didn't give it a mention last week, but we'll give it a mention this week. The kid is having in Sons Junior Hurling League section in the group A. Tony 213 down by 19 points. Uh, Tyler Ross Murphy 117. Greg Amani 21 points. Really tight game there. Barrow Andrews 216. Winder 122. Uh, in Section A, Group B, Moonkine 123. Kim McCow 12 points. Emblems 13 points. Sam Hardrick's 111. Uh, Blacks and Whites 217. Slavery 109. And in the JJ Cavan and Sons Junior Hurling League, Section B is down in 121. Warren Steve 112. Tyra 118. Ballier Samox 212. And Dixworth 422. Robbie, the the scores you've brought us up to speed on there, but I suppose the the, the, the scores tell you the results; they don't tell you the story. Um, a couple of the games that I, I I'd like to get your own kind of thoughts on there. You alluded to it, Ballyhaler two from two uh, defeats wise, and you said like everybody else in Kilkenny assumes is once knockout championship starts, we'll see a very different Ballyhale Shamrocks. Is it a dangerous game they're playing? Um, possibly so, but they've been down this road before, I think, in previous years. They're either three in a row champions for a week, you know. They really do peak a bit like Kilkenny, the Kilkenny senior to county side. I think they peak when they need to peak. They don't take too much um, consideration into the league. I think, obviously, they don't want to be one of those bottom two positions come the end of the league campaign. But even if they are, it's fancy to win that relegation semi-final and kick on from there. So, I don't think there'll be too much kind of yes in, in Ballyhill. I think they have a big one now next week against Tullerone. Tullerone are three points ahead of them already. If they lose that, they're completely cut adrift from the top two. For you and me at this stage, I think, call on that defeat against the village. I think the village of Menace Street looks like they're going to finish one and two, I would have thought, in that group. Unless there's a bit of a shock, which we really probably there was a couple of shocks this weekend. But I think they're the two strongest sides in the group at the moment, on form anyway. Um, so I think they're going to finish in the top two. And then Ballyhale just looking for probably third or fourth position to avoid that button too. You don't want to be in there however good the team you are because you just never know on the day you lose a relegation semi-final you're out of the championship and on the cusp of relegation you might seem a bit mad down talking about when you talk about Ballyhill Sandbox. But you know, it could easily happen to any team. I don't see it happening. But um, disappointing defeat for them. Own quality got them a goal at the weekend against the village. They went three points up and I think from there they're going to kick on. Um, really have a good performance and a good win but it just never materialises on and to be fair to the village Mikey Drennan, that full forward line, Keen Kenny and Owen Gilfoyle caused all sorts of problems. Have to give a mention to Gilfoyle. I think he scored 12 points at the 24th of the village. Didn't miss a single free throw the game. It just goes to show the importance of a free taker in Club Hurling, especially. I think, you know, even if he had a 75% ratio, that game would have ended in the draw. So, fantastic stuff from Gilfoyle. And they've just had, they're, they have a talented bunch of players as well, to be fair to them. I think they're going to go under the main contenders along with the Bridge and the other talent teams and Clara as well. Uh, to Ballyhill, uh, to dethrone in Ballyhill, but I think come championship time, look, I think Ballyhill, they won't be panicking at all at the moment. They'll, they'll come good. Six goals in 10 minutes against Menace Bridge when they needed them. Okay, they lost that game. Again, losing to the village at the weekend, they'll be disappointed, but they're in the games without reaching anywhere near the peak, which would tell you something. They're not playing kind of poor teams, they're playing really strong sides that are playing quite well at the moment, and they're still well within within the game. Could have easily got a draw if it wasn't for a great Sean Minogue from a late TJRE goal effort. So I wouldn't be too worried. I think Valley Hill Shamrocks won't be floored at all. And James O'Connor, the manager, yeah, disappointing to lose the first two games, but um, 
that's going to be my favourite scorer with the county championship come championship time. I'm going to not let you go there. I'm going to take a quick ad break, and when we come back, we're going to just chat about the intermediates there, Robbie. So if you just wouldn't mind holding on the line for a second, chatting to Robbie Dowling, and we're switching our attention to intermediates. Robbie, oh, you've been lucky enough to have the opportunity last week to read your predictions leading into the weekend's games on scoreline.ie, <laughs> and I want to pull you up on your prediction for the Danesfort Glenmore game. You went for a comprehensive win for Danesfort. I did. I went for. I thought Danesfort were very strong. I actually had them down the second favourite to promote them intermediate this year. Back up the senior, just with Thomas Stern slightly above them. I think that Henry Sheffield factor will probably prove um, to really give that extra bit of motivation to the Thomas Stern players. But just an absolutely awful result uh, for Danesfort at the weekend. Three thirty to one ten to beat the Glenmore. And Glenmore now are looking more like likely to challenge Thomas Downey with say for promotion. Really good win uh, last time out in their first game against Dunamagan, 16 to one seventeen. They obviously have serious firepower in there. It looks like some Mark Aylward, uh, Lee Hennessy, Ian Byrne. They have serious firepower in the ranks. But you know, thinking maybe Dunamagan are a bit weak and Glenmore took advantage of that. But I mean, against Dane's Sport, we entirely don't treat her as a serious score. From a Dane's Sport point of view, very disappointing. I think that's a massive setback for them. Not just terms of obviously on the on the points on the table and losing line in four players because of the heavy um, deficit to the score difference. But I think just psychologically speaking, they're going into next week's game against Carrick and completely on the back foot. The Carrick side who also obtained uh, their second victory at the weekend. So I think um, from Dan's four point of view, they would have been thinking after that first round defeat of John Knox, here we go, we're going to finish in one of the top two positions. But now they're possibly looking over their shoulder at Dunhamagan and John Knox, thinking if we don't get a victory against Carrick Shock those last two games are going to be full of pressure. So really disappointing from them. I think just the manner of defeat more than anything will disappoint their manager, Aiden Feeling. Um, you don't want to be losing by that heavy score. No, but I think... I think Robbie, you, you, like, you're right, but I mean, they can put that right next week by going out and winning again. But Glenn Moore... Like the, the strength and depth of that Glenmore team, you, like you were naming some of the players, you left out Owen Murphy, Alan Murphy as well. I mean, the, yeah, this, this Glenmore team is absolutely from top to toe, you know... Right across the board, they've they've players in every line of the pitch that are are capable of doing it. Like Glenmore, Glenmore will have a lot to say on this intermediate championship. Yeah, I would have thought so. They really have um, the strongest price from my point of view. And I didn't have them down as one of my favourites to promote. But just looking at the opening weekend again, like we were saying, the seniors you don't know. You have to peak at the right times. You know, this is all good in the league. But when it comes to championship, you could be out the door with one bad performance. So we'll wait and see how that goes. But they really do look impressive at the moment. I think um, just the nature of the defeat is well, you know, the, the base down the Magna by 8 points, obviously beating James Fork by uh, 26 points, which is a hell of a scoreline to put up. They just look really strong in attack and defence as well. They're not conceding an awful lot. So I'd have them down now as one of my favourites to promote. I still think Thomas Sound will win out intermediate, but there's a couple of teams, same Mountains as well, who've done really well in the opening two weekends. And we're going to have Carrick Shock also, of course. I must give a mention two wins and two. So it's going to be interesting to see what Glenmore puts themselves right up there. Uh, at the moment there's no doubt about that no, on that note Robbie I look forward to reading your predictions next week on scoreline.ie thanks a million for taking my call That's, thanks Eddie thanks a million Robbie that is all we have time for tonight on full time with Casey Lord just a quick thank you to Anya Fahey for bringing us up to date with all things Camogie and of course Terence for chatting to us all things Carlo GEA just a reminder of the biggest weekend results of them all as I said to you at the start of the show Emma Raducanu winning the US Open tennis at 18 years of age an absolutely wonderful starlet for the future of tennis and of course congratulations to our All-Ireland Camogie champions in Premier Junior Wexford in Intermediate uh, Antrim and of course in Senior 
uh, Galway. That's all I've got time for on full time. Owen's ready to choke me. It's 16 degrees in Carlow, Owen, and it's 16 degrees in Kenny. I'm, I'm out of here. Thanks a million for listening tonight. 0% finance, 100% confidence. With a 212 Volkswagen Atla Hearts Volkswagen Kilkenny, we have new car offers including low age PCP finance on a range of models, including the all electric ID3, the iconic Golf, and the new Tiguan, along with service plans at $12.99 per month. Visit lahartsvolkswagen.ie. Volkswagen. Finance provided by Volkswagen Financial Services Ireland and subject to lending criteria. Terms and conditions apply.